0: Welcome, everybody, to Trapped in the U.S. This is KB, your host. Today is October 27th, 2023. I want to welcome you to the podcast. This is actually episode one. Woo! I'm so excited. It's taken me so long. I know I shouldn't have waited, but I I just can't take it anymore. There's so much urgency in the air. I just got to be obedient and put this out. So the basic concept for Trapped in the U.S. podcast is to describe what the mindset is like right now for the typical average American in this country, facing all the challenges we are facing, all the events unfolding before us. And how did we get to this point? What direction is our country heading towards? And how do we prepare for the future? Right now, um, things are not looking good for America Things are not looking good for the world It seems like every single day Our country is falling deeper into the abyss And Americans right now If if you're an American living in America right now um, You are literally trying to figure out What am I doing? How do we proceed forward? And how do we plan for our futures? And how do we plan for our children's future? You know? um plan for their college and listen right now we're walking the line walk, working our jobs trying our best to pay our bills as best as we can but at the same time we are seeing World war war 3 manifesting right before our eyes i mean we already have uh 22 days going on right now uh with the war with uh israel and gaza and you got All these other countries surrounding it—you got Iran, you got Syria, you got um, Iraq, you got Egypt, you got Jordan, you got Qatar. Uh, You have uh, all the Palestinians right now are uh, are literally trapped in Gaza, and we are witnessing the literal slaughter of men, women, and children—innocent civilians, Palestinian civilians—in Gaza right now, with no place to go, no place to escape. 7,000 plus citizens have been murdered and half of those deaths are children. And it's absolutely tragic. Everybody right now uh, is just horrified by what's happening in uh, Gaza right now to Palestinians. But it started with Hamas uh, attacking Israel on October 7th, uh, breaking down uh, Israel's defenses somehow. The Mossad didn't either catch it coming Didn't know it was coming or let it happen. I don't know. But 1,400 innocent Israelis, uh, men, women, children, families, were killed, butchered, uh, horrifically taken hostage. And Hamas took all these hostages back into Gaza. And Hamas hid all these hostages into these tunnels under Gaza City and this situation is falling apart hour by hour and minute by minute. We're also in a war that Russia and Ukraine are in right now. It's been going on for over a year. And uh, you've got uh, Zelensky, who I think is probably the greatest salesman in all of politics, uh, who has taken hundreds of billions of dollars from multiple countries all over the world to try to fight Russia. Russia. And uh, Russia has been holding the line and uh, they have been um, successful in holding back uh, at least all the offenses so far uh, with Ukraine. But that's been going on since um, March, April of 2022. And uh, like I said, today's uh, October 27, 2023. And right at the point where Ukraine is seemingly reaching the end of their rope They've uh, used all of their resources, and they're running out of options. And now, Hamas has attacked Israel. Israel's attacking Gaza City, and it's inflamed the whole entire situation. I mean, we are looking at World War III. We're talking about potential nuclear war across multiple countries, potentially hundreds of millions of lives being lost right now, today. Meanwhile, in America, 350 million plus Americans right now are trying to navigate all of this stuff that's happening. And and it's driving some people crazy. Um, while at the same time, uh, it's uh, scaring a lot of people. There's other people who are just burying their heads in the sand and pretending like nothing's going on and everything's well and it's all going to go back to normal one day. Keep hope alive How how do we Move forward How do we plan for our future How do we plan for our children's future I mean are they going to college Or are they going to be drafted And have to fight in this war I mean it's already happened in Russia They had their conscripts It happened in Ukraine They had their conscripts Shoot they ran out of men And they started conscripting uh, women Even if you were pregnant And children and then here in Israel, they called up the draft and all the reserves, hundreds of thousands of reserves just got put on duty. And we're blind to think it's not going to happen here in America, okay? So we're not going to go into all this right now, what's happening today. We're going to spread it out over two or three, maybe even four episodes, you know, lay some groundwork. And I'm going to take it all the way through World War One and two. just touch on those moments. I'm going to go into uh, JFK and his assassination in Vietnam. I'm going to go all the way, speed forward to September 11th, 2001. Uh, I'm going to go into right after Barack Obama, uh, Donald Trump coming into office and uh, what it was like for all of us Americans going through the horror of, of, of just the literal mental torture, the literal anguish and suffering every American had to go through having to deal with Trump being in office and all the drama that came with that. I mean, imagine if he would have been in office four more years and we had to endure it again. I mean, do you remember the moment Biden took over office and it was like all the news changed and all the the trauma changed and it felt normal again? Anyway, this is not going to be no political type podcast or Anything like that. I won't allow it or force anyone to be a Republican or a Democrat. I just won't allow it on this podcast. This podcast is going to go deeper than that. We're not going to force people to one side or the other and uh, hate one side or the other. I just I won't let it happen. So but anyways, we are going to end up dealing with Trump a little bit during our journey. We won't spend much time there. We'll take it into the election of 2020. President Joe Biden uh, was elected, and right on top of that, we had to deal with COVID. And as soon as COVID hit, how did that change the world? How did that change America? How did that change the lives of every average, everyday Americans? And building up to that point, getting into the war with uh, Russia and Ukraine, and now leading up to the war with Israel— what the heck is going on? Every American right now is feeling the stress, is feeling the pressure, feeling like any day now some nuke is going to literally drop on some city somewhere, and everything is literally going to change forever. We, we, Who knows what we're going to face, but we feel it. You feel it behind your eyes. You feel it in your paychecks. You feel it at the grocery store. You feel it. You feel it in when you wake up. You feel it when you go to sleep. And I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about it. And if they are, they're being forced to, to think about it the way a Democrat thinks about it or they're being forced to think about it the way a Republican thinks about it. And not everyone thinks that way. Not everyone eats the propaganda. Not everyone can be brainwashed, okay? And there's a lot of brainwashed Americans who are literally fumbling over themselves, jockeying for position for who thinks better, and you're not even using your own thoughts. You've just been fed what they want you to think so that you can comply and be the American they want you to be. <laughs> so, whoa, let's go back to just freedom of thought and, literal, and literally analyze what is happening. So we're going to take some time here. We're going to go back. And we're going to we're going to discuss what has got us here what were the events that took place that started changing the course of american history and how did we do how did we respond and what was life like for americans in that era and uh who were our heroes who are our enemies what did we learn from those experiences that helped get us to the point where we are now Hey guys, just want to break in here real quick and invite you to our Patreon page. It is patreon.com forward slash trapped in the U.S. podcast. It helps support the channel. It's only $10 a month. And I'm going to have a lot of different sub episodes for every single one that I post here on YouTube and everywhere else. Patreon is going to have extra episodes that are going to deal with the hidden things. It's way too hot. It's way too hot for YouTube. They'll cancel me every single time I put it up there. But on Patreon, you're going to get exclusive access to this information that I'm going to share with you guys, how these wars were funded, who were the families that were behind it, what's the secret dirt that they've been trying to hide from us all of our lives, rewriting history, and who are the people behind it. These are the people who got us here. These are the people who are controlling... The narrative, the people pulling the strings, it's way too hot. Trust me, you got to come check it out on Patreon.com forward slash Trapped in the U.S. Podcast. Let's get started. Okay, so America formed officially 1776, Declaration of Independence. Also the same year that uh, the Illuminati was formed, Um, but we're not going to get into all that right now. But anyways, America... 1776, we got George Washington, who's president. Um, We are literally trying to establish ourselves as a country, but why? Why did we um, start a new country in 1776? And what did our ancestors uh, do and their purpose for coming over here uh, from Europe uh, to start a new country? And if you go through the history and really study and not just what schools tell you, but I'm a deep dive researcher. okay? so I've gone in deep, deep, deep over the years on this to research some of this stuff. And if you do your research, you'll find out um, there was a tremendous amount of oppression um, and revolutions that were going on all throughout the late 1600s into the 1700s, you had the French Revolution. You had the American Revolution. You had the Haitian Revolutions. You had the Spanish Revolution. All these conflicts were happening over these periods of time. And if you do your research and you really study and go down deep into the history of what's there, what you find out is that there were kingdoms uh, that... Uh, were needed to be brought under the control of the Vatican and Protestantism was uh, uh, a terrible uh, uh, pain for the Vatican and uh, it really angered them. <laughs> so you had all these kings and and wars and and things that were happening and people were just trying to be free, just trying to um, uh, find, a place where they can live, where they can raise their kids and their families and just be able to think for themselves and have their conscience between them and God and not have to go through uh, some Popish Catholic filter in order to, to to get to heaven. And so um, there was all these battles going on and getting through there. And n- people who came over from Europe... We're looking for freedom, and when they came over here, long story short, America uh, was founded, like I said, in 1776, and a new country was birthed, Declaration of Independence, and all the different things contained in that declaration uh, is uh, really, really, really remarkable, the amount of uh, freedoms that they just hoped and wished for and wrote in there and signed, so we can start a brand new life have a brand new country to live that life in. Now, I hear some of you thinking right now, KB, you're not talking about the Indians. You're not sharing the full history of Aborigines and whoever else that the white man came over here and destroyed and ruined their lives in order to take over this country. Listen, I get it. I understand. That's a whole nother history for a whole nother day and a whole nother podcast. And it is real and it is legit, okay, to discuss that, Um but we're just not going to do that on today's podcast, okay? All right, let's continue. So we we jumped right into that declaration, into the American Revolution. Uh, and that lasted all the way from 1775 all the way to 1783. Um, the French and the Haitian Revolutions uh, went pretty much right after. Uh, but it ended up coming to 1812 And um, we had to battle the British uh, again and make some deals. Uh, The White House was burned down. There was a huge war that took place, the Battle of 1812. You do your research there. But whatever deal that we made, we made that deal um, to end that war and start a new life. So uh, we still had a civil war coming in, America trying to find its way. And the end of slavery and the bravery of Abraham Lincoln, um, who abolished uh, slavery, even though the powers that be and uh, the great elites who were running slavery in those days uh, didn't like it, didn't want it, uh, especially in the South, and battled and didn't even tell slaves until years, years later in the South that they were free. Um, It was really terrible, our history history. Um, and how all that happened um, You had the cowboys battling it out Anyways, we go all the way into the 1900s, right? We're starting to 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 build our country We're building railroads We got steel um, being built We got all these oligarchs here in America Who are building all this industrial growth um, That's happening in our country And it's helping our country grow and become a, a, a stronger nation, a more viable nation. And at the same time, it also made all those oligarchs extremely rich. We're talking about the Carnegies. We're talking about the Rockefellers. We're talking about the Rothschilds. We're talking about J.P. Morgan's E.H. Harriman. All these oligarchs had a role to play in our history and helped establish the path that we're on right now. But who pulls their strings? Who were their handlers? I digress. So World War I, also known as the Great War, started in 1914, right after the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria. His murder uh, catapulted into a war across Europe and lasted until 1918, so four years. During the four-year conflict, Germany, Austria, Hungary, Bulgaria, and the Ottoman Empire fought against Great Britain, France, Russia, Italy, Romania, Canada, Japan, and the United States, which were known as the Allied Powers. Uh, Thanks to uh, military technologies and trench warfare, World War I saw unprecedented levels of carnage and destruction. By the time the war was over and the Allied Powers had won, more than 16 million people, soldiers and civilians alike, were killed. Several new independent countries were formed, including Poland, Finland, Yugoslavia, and Czechoslovakia. Russia became known as the Soviet Union, and the Ottoman Empire officially ended. After the war, the destruction of Europe was terrible. Countries took a lot of time to recover. Germany lost a lot of its industrial power and was left in incredible debt. There was spiraling uh, hyperinflation of the German currency, which were which is known as Reichmarks. And they used to literally uh buy a loaf of bread for a year in savings at that point. It was terrible. Those who returned from the war, finding inequality intact, demanded their civil rights, a wave of civil rights activism for equal rights for African Americans, and the passage of an amendment securing women's right to vote, and having a larger role in world affairs. It also heralded the rise of conscription, mass propaganda, and the national security state in the FBI. During this post-war era, we saw the transformation of the U.S. through an economic boom, the growth of suburbs all around the country, and the birth of the Cold War. Also to note on December 23rd, 1913, the Federal Reserve was created and signed into law by President Wilson. Also, in 1918, we had the Spanish flu. Uh, this flu was terrifying. It had more casualties than World War I, World War II, or the Korean War and Vietnam War combined. Uh, America lost 675,000 people in the Spanish flu in nineteen eighteen. Let me just stop right there for a second. Can we just talk about the resilience and the courage of the American people during this time? Man, you've got to you've got to fight through all these different uh revolutions and civil wars. You gotta fight through um all the, the wild, wild west and the birth the just the, the birth of the West and uh the gold rushes and all the fashion things, all these changes happening in America leading up into the 1900s. And then you have World War I. Your children, your sons, your daughters are all being shipped off overseas. Your fathers are being shipped off overseas. Uh, so many of them not coming back who spilled their blood and gave their life to defend this country. Um, and then those who did survive and did come back, you had to... Try to to battle the Spanish flu for two years, and overcome all that uh, just to continue to live and to and to continue to provide for your family and try to uh, rebuild your future moving forward. I mean, I I can't begin to to to, to just just describe uh, the courage and the resilience of Americans in that time and the integrity that they had and just the 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 courage. I'm just so blown away. Even when I go to um, uh, memorials and and uh, reflect around the country, uh, you know, different memorials like the Battle of this or the Battle of that. They're all over the country. You can, if you've traveled this country, you've seen many of them. But you just reflect on all that, and you just think, "Wow, what were Americans like, and what they had to go through, and the courage it took for them." Uh, to battle all those things and to be able to survive just to continue to keep living and moving our country forward. And uh, those who gave their life for this country's freedoms uh, and the impression that they gave on, on my parents and all of our parents growing up in the early 1900s was incredible. And I just want to stop there to honor all of, those Americans who gave their life for this country during World War One, and who had the courage to um, to battle and fight and even face death representing our country and to um, fight for our freedoms and to see those freedoms not only uh, continue, but our country strengthen, uh, economically grow uh, into the 19th century, moving into the 20th century, and I just want to give... Uh, Credit to them for all that they sacrificed for us to get us to this point. Thank you. Thank you for that. God bless you. So leading out of the 20s uh, in this economic boom that's happening in America, um, we start moving into 1929, and this is the next major event as we're going down uh, history lane here. And that's the Great Depression, which was kicked off by the stock market crash of 1929. The collapse of the world trade was due to the Smoot-Hawley tariff, uh, government policies, bank failures, and a major panic that happened throughout the uh, economic world and the collapse of the money supply. There were seven causes of the Great Depression. The speculative boom of the 1920s. Uh, which led to the stock market crash, uh, oversupply and overproduction problems, low demand and high unemployment, missteps by the Federal Reserve, uh, and constrained uh, presidential response. Uh, We didn't do enough quick enough. And by the time we did try to to act on what was happening, uh, so much of the damage had already been done. And uh, pretty much it changed the whole world. I mean, it definitely changed our country. I think everybody had to turn in their gold. (laughs) You weren't allowed to have gold. Um, Back then, you had to literally hand it over to the government. And people were living in the streets, eating uh, whatever they could find. It was a um, terrible time again. For our country, and somehow, Americans that uh, lost everything, didn't have money to eat, and have money to live, didn't have money to do anything. Who survived this Great Depression um, is just—it's just incredible to me. This was a massive shock that um, affected countries all across the world, um, and everybody paid the price for it. It was the worst economic downturn in the history of the industrialized world, and it lasted for ten years. Ten years. It didn't get done till nineteen thirty-nine, and that leads us really why it got out of the the, the Great Depression was leading us into World War Two, and the reason why is because of war is good for business. Um, It's unfortunate, but it's very true. Um, You have to have companies and factories to build the things that you need to fight a war, and that creates jobs, that creates uh, income. And uh, it's a huge, huge, huge machine, which today um, we're seeing hundreds of billions of dollars, maybe even trillions of dollars uh, currently that have just gone through Um, the military-industrial complex just in the last uh, year. And we're not even done yet um, because we're leading up to World War III, if not already in it as we speak. And that leads us to World War II. And uh, when I think of World War II, um, my father was in World War II. Um, A lot of our fathers and grandfathers uh, in America today fought Uh, and gave their lives in World War II. Um, But this is a very interesting subject because I've studied this subject. I've gone through the history books, and then I've gone deeper places to uncover things. And as we talk about the military-industrial complex, and we talk about the Robert Barons and, you know, the big money folks uh, uh, who were trying to find ways to make money, World War II was an incredible opportunity for them, for us and for normal Americans. Um, it was a tragic, terrible time. Uh, but it basically started with Germany after World War I just being in economic shambles. Um, and they were, uh, their money was worthless. They couldn't buy bread, uh, like I said before. Uh, it would take a year's worth of savings just to buy a loaf of bread and uh, the terrible pain and suffering uh, that Germany went through post-World War I leading into World War II opened up an incredible opportunity for some of the elite um, uh, people uh, to be able to buy some of this Germany uh, industrial stock uh, for a knockdown price. And I'll tell you, they had the best um, industrial stock on the planet at that time. They just didn't have any money. Their their money was literally wiped out after World War One. But in stepped uh, some very interesting people to start buying some of that industrial stock, to start buying some of those steel mills, those factories, uh, and to get it at a very cheap price, to start building it back up. And as they continue to invest and build into Germany, someone rose up from uh, literally obscurity um, to become uh, leader of Germany and uh, their country. He, We all know his uh, name, uh, Adolf Hitler, um, and his uh, National Socialist Party. Um, He took over Germany during this time and started to uh, build up the army, started to build up Germany and to uh, build up the economy there and to turn the minds and the hearts of every German he possibly could uh, into doing his political will. When Hitler came into power, he smashed the nation's democratic institutions and transformed Germany into a war state intent on conquering Europe for the benefit of the so-called Aryan race. And there's a lot of people, a lot of partners, a lot of things that led to him getting into power. And I can get into that on another episode. Um, It's pretty crazy. But before um, World War II ended, you best believe there were American interests involved Uh, behind the scenes on some of uh, those industrial stock and those factories and uh, also us supplying uh, different things to Germany for the war. And that's one thing you're going to learn from me. Uh, I'm not going to speak on something unless I've done the research and I'm going to state the facts. And if you know anything about the the people on the the very high end of things who pull the strings, you know that they don't lose money. They bet on both sides, and they're going to win on both sides. They're going to provide and back all different parties in a war um, to make as much money off of that war as humanly possible. And all those people, which I'll get into, uh, were in, had to be in position, and before Adolf Hitler could could uh, invade Poland. So that brings us to September 1st, 1939, when Germany invaded Poland. On September 3rd, Great Britain and France responded by declaring war on Germany, and the USSR entered the war with Germany on June 22nd, 1941, with Operation Barbarossa and the German invasion of the Soviet Union. So why did uh, Japan enter World War II? Well, according to history, they were faced with uh, severe shortages of oil and other natural resources. They were getting pretty desperate, and they were driven by this ambition to displace the United States as the dominant Pacific power. So Japan decided to attack the United States and British forces in Asia and seized the resources of Southeast Asia. The Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941, ended the debate over American intervention in both the Pacific and European theaters of World War II. The day after the attack, Congress declared war on Imperial Japan with only a single dissenting vote. World War II lasted four long, grueling years It was a terrible, terrible battle between many, many nations uh, with America involved now uh, fighting Japan, fighting uh, Adolf Hitler, um, and the allies that were created during that time. Uh, It was a long, grueling battle. Um, Many millions of people were killed. Um, There were... 330,000 American soldiers who died in World War II. Eventually, um, the USSR with the Allies started overcoming Adolf Hitler and the German Nazi Party, and he was pushed into a corner. And on April 30th, 1945, Adolf Hitler passed away in Germany had no other recourse but the surrender, which took place on May 7th. Four countries stepped in and assumed the administrative control of Germany. It was the United States, the United Kingdom, the Soviet Union, and France. If we move ahead just a little bit further, there's still a battle going on between Japan and America. And on September 2nd, 1945, Japan surrendered, uh, because we dropped an atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, The war cost the lives, like I said, of more than 330,000 American soldiers. Millions of countless lives were lost in this war, and a new world order was created right after World War II. Western Europe and Asia were rebuilt through the American Marshall Plan, whereas Central and Eastern Europe fell under the Soviet sphere of influence, and eventually behind the Iron Curtain, Europe was divided into a U.S.-led Western Bloc and a USSR-led Eastern Bloc. By 1948, a new form of international tension had emerged, the Cold War. This Cold War was between the United States and its allies and the Soviet Union and its allies. And in the next 20 years, the Cold War spawned many, many tensions between the two superpowers, Abroad, and fears of communist subversion gripped domestic politics here at home. During this time, even though the Cold War is uh, starting to build up tensions, think about what America was like in the 40s and the 50s, just going into the early 60s, the birth of rock and roll, um, what the American family was going through, and again, Think about the courage that Americans had to go through, had to face World War II, had to face the the, uh, Hitler down and even uh, just the the changes that had to be made uh, to adjust to make sure that we won that war um, with uh, uh, everything on the line. All the soldiers, all the people who sacrificed, all our parents and grandparents who who went through that time and went through that era and the courage and the resilience Americans had to have. Um, you had a lot of uh, marriages that stayed together. Divorce was a very rare thing in comparison to uh, now these days. Um, you know, children when they went to school. You know, um, and you just think about the innocence of Americans at that time, and just uh, the, the 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 type the era that we were living in, um, and just a, I don't want to say the purity because it was not pure per se, but you know the American family was, um, you know, it, the American family was uh, an it, it was an incredible. Uh, thing, you know, um, just even thinking about relationships and, you know, thinking about your love for music and, and seeing all these things just exploding creativity, exploding art, create, uh, uh, exploding movies, uh, exploding, um, and just the success of all those things. And we're starting to see now, um, those portray into society, the wholesomeness of the American family in America in that time and the movies that were coming out during that time, you know, um, was just incredible. Uh, and we had a, a tremendous economic boom again and a growth again coming out of world war two. And this is going to lead us, uh, with those things coming against the cold war, to November twenty second, nineteen sixty-three, in the assassination of President Kennedy. Now I'm not going to get into this on this uh episode. I think it would be best to start this on episode two. But in reflection of everything we just talked about, there's no way to go forward or even know where we are presently as Americans and know where we're going to go forward until we understood our past and went through a little bit of history. Okay. So I appreciate you guys listening with me. We all know this, we understand, but it's, I had to go back and go through it to get us to where we need to be because we started seeing some tremendous changes to America, um, internally, not just, you know, from world wars and other stuff, but I'm talking internally things just started, um, going bad with the assassination of President Kennedy. And I'm going to dive deep into this on the next episode. I hope you come back on the next episode and listen. I'm going to share some information that a lot of people know, but I'm also going to share some information that very few people know about. Because like I said, I'm a deep diver and I go really deep into this stuff. And I've researched and researched and researched and researched probably hundreds of hours on the Kennedy assassination. So, we're going to go through that. We're going to go through uh, from that moment on and take us up through um, September 11th, 2001. That'll probably be episode three. That'll take us uh, uh, September one all the way up until uh, uh, COVID. And then we're going to get to our present moment and we're going to continue this podcast um, from there. And I'm telling you, it's going to be exciting. Going to be crazy. We're going to watch the unfolding events of World War III in real time. And I'm going to talk about, I'm going to break it down uh, from my unique perspective. And I'm also going to tie in things that are happening um, with uh, prophetically a timetable that uh, God has laid out for us. And we're literally seeing those things come to pass. And I just want to give everybody who's listening to this channel. Um, not just awareness, um, understanding that you have a community here uh, uh, where we all, as Americans, are going through the same thing. We all believe something different. We all have a different perspective. That's okay. And I welcome all that. But for us to truly understand who we are, where we are, where we're going, we got to break down all the past, the truth, the lies, the deceptions, so that we can understand. How in the heck we got here? How do we understand what is happening now and how do we plan for the future with the world heading into World War III? I'm really happy you guys tuned in and listened to this episode. Come back again uh, on the next episode too and we're going to break down the Kennedy assassination and I guarantee you, you're going to learn some things you never knew, all right? And you're listening to Trapped in the U.S.,